So what Isabella's trying to tell me down here is there's sparkles everywhere. The dress that she has on is one we thought we got rid of all the sparkles from. Uh, about a year ago, she went to one of the stores at the mall up in Augusta, and this dress was on sale, and she has an obsession with sparkles. So we bought this dress for her, and the first Sunday that she wore it to church, there were sparkles literally shading off from it from the door all the way down the aisle, all over the pews, everywhere, and we thought the sparkles were gone, but apparently they are not. So little things that bring happiness to us. It's amazing, isn't it? Uh, got in contact with one of my friends last night that lives over in South Carolina to see about us hooking up, and uh, he was unable to because he got a surprise. His daughter flew in from college on Friday instead of Sunday, so he was ecstatic about being able to spend more time with his daughter. Happy are the people when they get such surprises. And that's kind of what I want to talk to you about today is, is happiness, but more so joy, because, you know, the candle that we lit today is the candle of joy. And most people don't know, but there is a great difference in happiness and joy. You see, happiness is, is not a promise that God ever made to us. And I think the reason that he never made a promise of happiness is because happiness is fleeting. It's only good for as long as that circumstance is around and brings pleasure to you. When your circumstance change or you get bored with it, the happiness goes away. So it doesn't sustain us. But joy is an empowering gift that God gave to his children. Today's passage of scripture will be coming from the book of Isaiah, chapter 12, verses 2 through 6. It's written, Surely God is my salvation. I will trust you and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord himself is my strength and my defense. He has become my salvation. With joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. In that day, you will say, give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nations what he has done and proclaim that his name is exalted. Sing to the Lord, for he has done glorious things. Let this be known to all the world. Shout aloud and sing for joy, people of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel among us. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Father God, as we come before you today during this part of the worship service, we just ask that that you be with us. Send your spirit to, to touch our hearts and to touch our minds. Remove from me, Father, any desire to speak my own will, but empty me and fill me with your spirit. That the words we hear would be words that are pleasing and accurate to your will. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. So many ways I wanted to go with this passage of Scripture. I, I really couldn't make up my mind on how to do it because the, the reading that John and Karen did for us this morning for Advent reading mentioned going home, and it was talking about how happy it is when we go home or when our family comes home. And I can't tell you how many times when I was on active duty, that I loved the idea of coming home. It brought such excitement knowing that 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 particular weekend was going to be a three-day weekend and I would be able to to get home in time to see my family and and not just rush in the door and say hi and leave, but, but to go in and sit down and talk with them. 
and find out what's been going on in their lives in the time that I've been gone. And another experience that I had with, with going home was something that we would do once a year on the dirt road where I grew up. It was the, the Spriggs birthday dinner, and it was happened every August at the end of the dirt road where I grew up at my grandfather's house. I didn't have a long trip because my road was literally 300 feet from my grandfather's house, so I just had to walk down the dirt road. But all my relatives from the surrounding states and the surrounding counties would come and visit, and we would spend the day talking and eating and laughing and reminiscing, coming home. There was something special about that. But then it came time that we had to leave and go back to where it was that we came from. And that sense of happiness that we experienced when we came home stayed with us for a while, but yet... Just like everything else in life, it fleeted. It left us. And when that happens, we need something more powerful than just emotion to sustain us. We need something more powerful than just a a hope of what tomorrow might be to, to pull us through. And what we need is what Christ gave us when he came into this world. He said that I came to seek and save the lost, that those who are perishing, that those who are not in a right relationship with the Father may have that relationship to the sacrifice he made on the cross. He came to say that that I came to to give sight to the blind. And if we think about that for a minute, if we think just only about physical sight, because Jesus did restore physical sight, but if that's all he came for was just returning a physical sight, then why do we have so many blind people in our world today? Surely he had to be speaking of another type of sight, a spiritual vision the ability to see God working in our lives in ways that other people cannot understand. And he said that I came to bring joy. Joy differs from happiness in this, that it is not fleeting and it is not based on any circumstance. There is nothing that you can do to me in my life that would bring me joy. You can't. It is impossible because joy comes from the Father. Scripture is clear that joy is a fruit of the Spirit. It is the indwelling of God's Holy Spirit in our hearts that stirs up the joy in our lives, no matter what our circumstances are. And you see, that's where healing comes about in our lives, because we hurt because of the world that we live in, because of things we miss, things that have left us, things that have gone that aren't coming back. And we have to have a reason to keep moving forward, a reason to keep living. And it's joy that God uses to empower us to do that. But see, without that gift that God gave us, we would not be able to face the challenges that life brings us. Joy is so much more than happiness. That it's just not that emotional high, but it's a sustaining force. That no matter what goes on, no matter what happens, I can stand with confidence knowing that God is still working and God is still active and that he is concerned about my spiritual well-being. But joy is a choice. 
just like anything else, I, I, I think that, that we kind of put that on the back burner and, and forget that we have a responsibility in taking the gifts that God gives us and putting them to use in our lives. One of the passages of scriptures that, that we didn't read today that was part of the Advent reading come from the book of Luke where John the Baptist was talking to the people about living a life that is, reflects repentance. And the tax collectors and the soldiers came to him and said, well, well what do we need to do to do this? And, and John the Baptist's response was this, per- pertaining to the tax collectors and the soldiers, when you go out and do your jobs, do what you're hired to do and not more, meaning not to go beyond and above. But what they were doing was the tax collectors would not only tax the people and demand that tax for what was owed, but then they would demand even more to line their pockets with. That's how the tax collectors were, were getting rich in that day. And John said, only take what is rightfully yours and no more. But then the, the soldier approached, and John said basically the same thing, but then he got to a, another part of that same statement that went a little bit further, that, that touched on me just a little bit, when he said to him, don't take more than what you're supposed to. Then he came back and said, and don't complain about your wages. And that was the part that really struck me, because in short, what he's really saying is this, be content with your lot in life. That what God has given you today is everything you need to sustain life. It doesn't tell us not to think about tomorrow. It doesn't tell us not to plan for tomorrow. But it tells us that, that in this moment of time, live and be happy with what God has given you. Take those gifts and cherish them. Every moment of every minute of every day. And if we learn to do that, if we learn to be happy in today regardless of circumstances, then we become a stronger people. It is true, we do. And it's not an easy thing. And it's not to to put off anyone's pain or anyone's sorrow. And it's not to put off anyone's hope for tomorrow. But it is to understand that God is in control of our life. And if we are a people of faith, then we have to live like a people of faith. Be content with what God gives us. You see, that's a message that our world needs today. Especially with the losses that they've incurred over the past few years. That there is such an urgency or a need to to replace what was taken because of the circumstances. And sometimes when we look at the world and how people are going about trying to recover what was lost. We don't see a pretty thing. We don't see a godly behavior. And I understand the feeling of loss and the feeling of separation. But we differ from the rest of God's creation and that we choose how we respond to life. Christ empowers us to to rise above and, and, and be a sign to others that God has come into this world to make a difference in your life, to take those things that are causing such pain and such discomfort and replacing them with hope and peace and joy. 
I like what the, what the prophet Isaiah said in verse 3 concerning joy and concerning the people who experienced it. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. That is an awesome message if you ask me because it speaks not only to what man experiences but it speaks to what God does in our lives. With joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Your well of salvation may differ from mine. My need, my desire is going to be different from yours but because that well of salvation is present God has said that it is and that I am going to rise up above my circumstances and experience joy I am not going to be defeated by grief I am not going to be defeated by fear and I am not going to be defeated by current circumstances I choose to believe that God works in all things for the good of those who love him. So I choose today to rejoice in what God has done in the past, what I've lost because what I lost has taught me to be who I am today, to love the gifts that God has given me today and the people that he's put in my life today. As I look for my future tomorrow, there is a well of salvation. There is something in our future that will fill that desire that need in our heart but until then we rely on joy joy lifts us up when we're feeling down joy picks us up when we don't want to give up joy is a song in our heart that god has put there i don't know if you've ever experienced this i remember the day when i was home from leave and my father was in the house i had just woken up and he rose early in the morning and i went into the living room and I saw this man who for many years suffered pain. In the time that I knew him, multiple back surgeries, four heart attacks, five bypasses, six catheterizations. And yet he rose and I witnessed that morning the spirit of God and the power of joy working in his life. Because as I stood there and I watched and he moved about the kitchen preparing his breakfast and his coffee. He did so with a song in his heart. And it wasn't outward circumstances that, that put that song in his heart. It was his relationship with God because my father knew and tried to teach me that there are no circumstances and there are no physical gifts, that there is no material blessing that will ever take the place of God. And if those things are in our lives, then we are missing out on the blessings that God has given us. Our happiness is not joy. Our joy is our dependence upon God and his empowerment through the Holy Spirit to give us a life of abundance. And a funny thing happens when we get to the point that, that we experience joy and, and, and understand it, that it's not about outward circumstances, but it's about our relationship with God, that, that we become a different people. That we, instead of asking God to do things for us, all the time instead of asking God to change our circumstances we change in ourselves in verse 4 it says that we give praise to the Lord and proclaim his name we make known among the nations what he has done do we not have 
experiences in our own lives when we didn't think we were going to make it or we didn't feel like things were right and it wasn't my friend who stepped in and it wasn't my church or someone down the road that stepped in and made a change in my life but it was God himself who came in and made that change and no I don't mean he changed my circumstance but he empowered me to face overwhelming circumstances with faith and passion. And because of those things, I give praise to God's name. On the days that I didn't know where food was going to come from, my God provided. On the days when the rains came, My father stopped before the flood came in and wiped everything away. And on the day my mother passed away, I saw her close her eyes on this side of eternity as she embraced God's Holy Spirit and moved into eternity. And because of those things, I give praise to God. And I sing a song in my heart because of what God has done for me. And no matter what circumstance, whether good or bad life presents me, I have learned that the scripture is true. That those who wait upon the Lord shall mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. You see, sometimes we want God to change our circumstances. When in reality, what God wants is us to change the way we view our circumstances so that he can change us and choose to be happy in today. Because God has given not one of us anything more than what we need. We don't have to live in yesterday and worry about tomorrow. But we can live in today experiencing God, His love, His healing, and one another because of what Christ done for us on the cross. Christmas is coming. The Christ child is coming into this world. What gift is he bringing you? Whatever he brings you, embrace it. Love it. And live with joy. It's kind of a short sermon this week. I kind of start when God tells me to start, and I kind of stop when he tells me to stop. So I guess I owe you a few minutes next week. Let us pray. 
Father God, we come before you today and thank you for the the words of, of hope that you've given us. And Father, we just ask that you be with each and every person that is gathered in this room this day and help us to live in today, to be content with the power that you've given us for peace, the power that you've given us for joy, and the hope that you have given us, not just for tomorrow, but the hope in eternity because of Christ's sacrifice on the cross at Calvary. So, Father, as we leave here today, let us leave with joy in our hearts to, to experience you in ways that we haven't, to depend upon you in ways that, that we haven't, to grow in your spirit and in your power, to be a witness to a world in need. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. May God our Father in Christ Jesus our Lord give you grace, mercy, and peace. Amen.